0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It was another disappointing away day for Celtic in Europe Who have big injury concerns ahead of Sunday's Cup semi-final Rangers stay top of their Europa League group After a frustrating 0-0 draw with Spartak Moscow Derek McInnes and Craig Levine will be looking to take advantage of the extra rest And get to the Betfred final this weekend Two men who never need a rest Join me tonight, Derek Johnson and Hugh Evans. Celtic and foreign travel are incompatible Two wins in their last 44 away games in Europe Vouches for that being the case Now there's a domestic dilemma on the treble treble front How many first picks can Brendan Rodgers lose at one time And still beat the team six points above his in the league table We'll find out at Murrayfield on Sunday in front of 60,000 witnesses And that's before 50,000 flocked to Hamden For the other Betfred semi-final It's the people's game right enough Derek Certainly is 120,000 nearly supporters will be there on Sunday At both games Fantastic Let's not forget Saturday either The two Saints meet Important games for St Mirren And also Kelly and Hamilton Don't forget the championship Some cracking games here as well Great weekend for football Great weekend indeed And that means you simply must have something on your mind That you want to share If you do then it's 01419511025 Give us a call right now Get in nice and early Or you can indeed tweet at ClydeSSB Two big games to look back on from last night And more than two big games to look ahead to for this weekend So uh, get in touch and let us know what you think Hugh Keevans, uh, where to start? Sum, mm. it, sum it up in, in, in one Helping if you can Celtic and Rangers last night Celtic were faced with a heavyweight task In Germany And came up lightweight That has to be the concern for Brendan Rodgers Rangers had uh, a better result Insofar as they didn't score a goal either But at least got a point out of it But I think that for both of them Europe is still in the balance Celtic must beat Leipzig at Celtic Park on the 8th of November otherwise they can forget it and Rangers now have to go to Moscow then they have Villarreal at, uh, at Ibrox and they still have to go to Vienna so neither Celtic nor Rangers can count any chickens just yet yeah Derek I mean it's a result last night Which takes Rangers top of the group I mean, sure. I mean listen If you'd offered Steve Gerrard that at the outset exactly. I'm sure he would have bitten your hand off for it But as Hugh says that group is still very much open And you just wonder Given the, the chances Rangers had last night if, if it is two points dropped They weren't at their best We'll have to say that last night I thought uh, Spartak came and, and got what they wanted They came for a draw I mean they slowed the game right down Goal kicks were taking 10 minutes at a time Every free kick You know the players went down They just wanted to waste time They wanted to go, come away with a point And probably in the end Probably just deserved a point as well mm. Rangers Rangers didn't pass the ball as well as they can Last night They did have a couple of chances You're right In the last kick of the ball you know, Grace get really maybe should have hit the target rather than putting it over the top. But listen, it's still in their own hands. That's all you can ask for. It's not as if they've got to depend on other teams doing certain things. They still have it in their hands. They're three very, very hard games. They're all aware of that. But 
you're right and I think the manager said that last day when he arrived in June had you said to him you're in this situation in Europe you know you'd have grabbed that with both hands so it would, a lot of the players were, were disappointed last night which is a, incredible from last season when they were knocked out by the wee team from Luxembourg you know so they've come a long way as far as that's concerned uh, Brendan Rodgers says there were still positives to take from Celtic's performance despite suffering a defeat in Germany last night Celtic fans uh, do you agree if so what were they and if not let us know 01419511025 were there positives what were they the hoops boss says he's seen plenty of signs that they can beat Leipzig in the home match and says uh, they have to win it simply if they want to be in with a chance of progressing there's a lot of positives from the from the game I felt I felt that we started the game very very well posed our style into the game after 25 minutes Ralph and obviously they had to change their their system to, to match up with with our diamond. So because I, I felt that we were finding the space as well, getting into good positions going forward. Had a great chance we we Austin on seven minutes, which is a big chance at, at this level. Then we had a period of about fifteen minutes. Then after that, that first twenty five minutes, where we make a mistake, you know, from the the cross coming in, and, and at this level you, you'll get punished with that. It sort of knocked us a little bit. I felt for for five ten minutes, and then they end up getting the second goal. Pleased with the number of the guys coming in. Some of our play was, was very good, but of course, the key moments in the game, you, you have to defend better, and, and unfortunately, we didn't do that. I think I've seen enough to know that we can win win the game at home. We have players that will come back, but certainly uh, from tonight's performance, I believe it's something that will be well within our capabilities. It's, it should be a great night for us with the supporters. You know, Our support tonight was, was amazing right the way through the game. So uh, having 60,000 at home is going to give us a great opportunity. And I think we, we know that if we're going to have any aspirations of coming out of the group, then it's a game that we, we first and foremost have to win. So that will be our objective uh, come, the, uh, come the next game. Rangers fans, not only do we want to know what you made of last night's game, which sees you go top of the group, but Glenn Middleton has signed a new deal at the club that will keep him at Ibrox until 2023. That's breaking news this evening, so give us your reaction to that. First up, though, Stevie is a Celtic fan in Bishop Briggs. Stevie, Brendan Rodgers mentions the, the positives. What positives did you see last night? I didn't see much positives, to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest, and you, you do speak good football language, on the programme I'll give you credit for it because you're writing what you're going to say or what you have said here and I'm going to say it right now Celtic are not going to qualify in that group these teams in Europe are finding Celtic out they know how they play they know the way they play and they know how to attack them and they know when to hit them and that's what's basically happening now Celtic's going out there as Brendan Rodgers says first 25 minutes etc but these teams are finding Celtic out and I can't see them progressing And there Credit to Stephen Gerrard And Rangers Good luck to them I wish them all the best And I'm a Celtic man And the other thing I'll say to you uh-huh. And I don't know if you know This is true But I seriously don't think Brendan Rodgers will be there in January If a big club comes in for him And tells him he's got 50, 60 million pounds to spend Brendan Rodgers will walk Well you forgive me Stevie If I say right away that I couldn't possibly comment on that because it's hypothetical. You know, somebody may come in, I don't know. But uh, it's hypothetical. So we'll leave that one until something happens and then we can discuss it. What I would say in regard to Celtic is that how can you lose that many players? You have to cut them a little bit of slack. They're playing a Bundesliga side, a Bundesliga side who have spent £225 million in the last four seasons on new players. Uh, and Celtic go there minus Scott Brown, their captain, James Forrest, Tom Rogic, uh, you know, players who 
a mainstay of the Celtic side So I do cut them a little slack But It was a heavyweight task And they came up lightweights again And that for me means that What's beneath The automatic picks Isn't good enough And Celtic have to re-examine that In January as well I think Stevie There'll be some Celtic supporters Who will not be bothered About going out of the Europa League If that is what happens Because They see Celtic At the moment In in different form They have two outstanding matches uh, Against Rangers uh, And at uh, the the weekend uh, Or St Johnson rather Where they scored six goals And they're also against Hibs Three matches But It's been an indifferent start to the season And I think some Would be quite happy to see Celtic out of Europe And focused on the domestic stuff I'm thinking about Stevie's analysis of the game itself though Hugh Is that where the frustration comes from That there's a bit of a a familiarity About the way Celtic are losing these games Soft goals conceded every single time And then even when you do fall behind Because we all know that, that That's okay It's alright to go 1-0 But that happens in football You're But then the they, they never yeah. really look like Getting now, back after now, that now, They're a soft touch Particularly away from home In Europe Celtic are a soft touch The the stat is there Two away wins in Europe In their last 44 away matches These now, are group clearly, stage games like yeah. That doesn't include qualifiers no, no, no. Yeah uh, so clearly it's not just Brendan Rodgers' problem It was a problem for everyone before him For, uh, for Neil Lennon, for Gordon Strachan So the only way you can summarise it Is that right now, away from home Celtic are a soft touch But they have one thing to cling to If they win all three home games And get something against Rosenberg in Norway They might, just might, get through there But they have to win the next two home games or it's over I think what, what summed up for me was it 2 nothing, and I only saw bits and bobs of the game but uh, at 2 nothing, how they managed Leipzig to get through the middle of the the the, the park uh, right through the middle of the goals I mean, they played a couple of one-twos where were the centre-backs again uh-huh. it's a case of you know, they had plenty of men back Celtic during the game that's what you have to do in Europe they're trying to deny them space But they got through so easily And the boy should have scored When he hit it by the post huh. Remember he's gone through yep. Keeper to beat And he's hit it by the post I think the, the mistakes are there and, and they're being made by Celtic They're getting men back behind the ball Which is which is the right thing to do Away from home But you've got Seen that last third If you're not picking up And getting close to your man You're going to get punished Especially in Europe Stevie what did you make of The, the guys that came in last night Kouassi Morgan Christie And so on Done all right asking what they had to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But these guys, don't be nasty towards the guys. These guys have they got experience in Europe. And that's where Celtic's getting found out. They're going and playing these teams in Europe. And as we rightly know, Celtic can't win away for Europe because it's like going to Parkhead playing in a cauldron, right? These teams, when Celtic go away, for, away in Europe, these teams are playing at home. And they know what they need to do. And soon as Celtic go a goal down away from home, that's it. You're as well turning around saying, well, you know what? If Celtic get a draw here, brilliant. Because they're definitely not going to win it. And regards to winning their games at home, Hugh, I'm sorry. I can't see them winning their, their, the rest of their home games. 
Okay, thanks to Stevie in Bishop Briggs 01419511025 Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard uh, He says that Rangers lacked a cutting edge last night um, He says despite dropping points He is happy of course They still find themselves top of the group But knows the section is far from over Yeah, just just that final little bit of magic Or that last bit of quality I think we've done enough to marginally win the game maybe but I thought we played very well for 45 minutes I thought we lost control for 10-15 minutes in the second half we kept winning the ball back and then instead of making four or five passes we kept giving it back we lost our shape and our way but then we came strong into the game again for the for the final parts and we always felt our fitness in, in the final stages it might be the difference and you know, we said to them at half time, can we create that moment that gets us that breakthrough? And we created the moment, we just couldn't finish it off. Well, I'd have certainly signed up for being top of the group at this stage. I'd have signed up for that on the 15th of June, on day one. We've got five points alongside Villarreal. Three games to go, so a lot of hard work, a lot of big challenges ahead. The job's become a little bit more difficult because we never got that breakthrough tonight. I understand that. But still loads of football to play and some really big games for the, for the players to play in and for me to coach in. So I'm really excited, looking forward. Chris and Dumbarton, what did you make of last night? Hi, good evening, panel. Um, yeah, I, I think that like most Rangers fans, I think we, we come away feeling a bit, a bit flat about the game. Um, I think we genuinely went into it with a sense of expectation we're going to go into the three points. Yeah. Um, I think based on what we were, how, how we've been playing in Europe at home recently. Um, and also, I think the way it was built up a little bit in the media about how they've left all these players at home. Um, four guys weren't travelling because they're focusing um, on, on Monday night, uh, their game back in Russia. Um, but I, I think a lot's been mentioned about Celtic being victims of their own success. I think that's starting to happen to, to us a wee bit as well now. Um, we're starting to have an expectation that we, we should... Yeah. Winning games, I the guess. level's gone up a bit, isn't it, Chris? The expectation I, I, level's absolutely. gone up. Yeah, absolutely, Derek. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think we're suffering a bit from that as well, whereas if you look at last year, that, that team we had, there, there's no way we don't into that game thinking that we're you know, mm. going to get anything out of it, let alone a point. So I think you, you touched on it at the start of the show, and uh, Stephen Gerrard picked up on it there. If you'd offered us being top of the group after three games at the start of the season, we'd absolutely bit your hand off for it. Yeah, that's it's true. That's very, very true And Chris, that's why you shouldn't bring the media into this I mean, if the media report that they're leaving players behind That's a fact In the same way that the media reported that Celtic would minus so many players uh, Last night uh, In their match, we're only reporting facts I mean, that doesn't mean that the, 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 the media have a, a material influence on the game you know what? I think Villarreal will be the favourites. I think they'll be favourites to top. You know, I think they proved that with a five nothing victory last night. But any of the other three can can join them, and that mm. is a good thing. There's not much difference. There's three games left, three massive games for these three clubs as well. Derek, you see this quite often, Hugh, don't you? Yeah. Talking about vi- victims of your own success. There are various cliched ways of putting it, but um, a sign of how far Rangers have come, perhaps. If again. And to be disappointed or frustrated yeah. in a in a draw against Spartak Moscow, that can only come about as a result of some yeah. better results previously. Derek raised the point. I mean, a year ago it was the humiliation and embarrassment of uh, Progress Niedercon, uh in Luxembourg. Not only the uh, a team from Luxembourg, but the fourth best team in Luxembourg. Uh, so for Rangers to get into the Europa League group stages was a, a tremendous boost for Steven Gerrard and all concerned to be. Uh, as well into the group as they are uh, Without having tasted defeat Is another boost for Steven Gerrard uh, So For Celtic and Rangers 
There's a lot of work to be done. Uh, you'd probably rather be in Rangers' position than Celtic's, but nothing has been decided yet. Uh, Chris, what did you make of it on the night then? You've you've looked at the bigger picture. What about last night's performance? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought we, we came out of the box last night. Um, first half, we you know, within the first minute, we, we had a chance in goal with a couple of corners, and I thought we, we kind of worked that high press a bit. But then, for the first time since kind of watching Stephen Gerrard come in, when we got to half-time, we actually came out and had a poorer start to the second half. Normally, you see a poor first half at, mm-hmm. at points this season. But last, last night, it was actually Spartak kind of picked, up, picked the game up after the second half. And you know, for that first 20, 25 minutes, we were under a bit of pressure. We were giving the ball away. We weren't really creating much. And that's when the, the fans kind of started to turn a bit and get a bit agitated. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I, I, I thought we'd enough to edge it. But, you know, you have to get the ball in the net. And, and that's all there is to it, I guess. And you, and you know what else, Chris? You know, and I apologise to our referees in this country because I give them so much stick. I thought the referee last night was absolutely diabolical. Thanks to Chris and Dumbarton on Twitter. Thoughts coming in on both games. Tony says Leipzig were a level below Salzburg, in my opinion. At full strength at Celtic Park, I think we can beat them. The bigger picture is someone has to find out what's going on at Lennox Town. Way too many injuries. Over the last couple of years And from a Rangers perspective Lewis McInnes says it was a tough test But if you asked us at the start of the season Would we be happy with a draw from this game We would have said yes 11 games undefeated in Europe A new record and amazing from where we've come from We're going to hear more from Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com it's Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you would like to join us, and we would like you to, then give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB. We're looking back on both games in Europe last night, and of course, looking ahead to the weekend, which involves a couple of games in the Premiership tomorrow, Hugh, and then finally the oh. Betfred Cup semi final Sunday. So much talk about when and where and why. Yeah. Eventually, it's here, and we can hopefully enjoy it. We have had every form of controversy imaginable and possible surrounding these two games. But as I said in the introduction, you'll have 60,000 people at Murrayfield followed by 50-odd thousand people at Hamden. This proves that the, the, the Scottish football product is good and that the fans are buying into it. And I know people will say, oh, it's because of Celtic and Rangers, but Hearts are taking 30,000 fans there. And if the Aberdeen fans at the moment are... Not as in love with their team as they have been in the past Then I think that's because They're no longer a top six side at the moment And it's just been a very poor start to the season for them uh, But it's tremendous excitement And I think Murrayfield at one thirty, mm. uh, Given Celtic's problems Hearts will really believe uh, that they can do it And you know what? Fifty. Where were you 55 years ago, Derek? 50, I wasn't born here. Aha, he lied. Uh, <laughs> 55 years ago tomorrow, Hearts last won the League oh. Cup. They beat Kilmarnock in the final, 1-0. And there were fewer people at Hamden that day, 55,000 was the crowd, fewer people than will be at Murrayfield on Saturday to see Hearts, Sunday rather, to see Hearts mm. play. You know, I'm, I'm still surprised, you that Aberdeen are not selling out You know their allocation. You think of their record in semi-finals and, and getting to the final in the last four or five years. You know, they've been there, seen it and done it. They, when they had about 35,000, 40,000 when they played at Celtic Park, when they beat Inverness. Where are they all? 
01419511025 Look back on last night Look ahead to the weekend As well Take your pick Tony's a Celtic fan From Lark Hall What did you make of it last night Tony? The manager said he saw positives you go along with that? Well I agree with him I You know for the first 25 minutes He played well And, and it's for like any level of football If you defend the way they defended again You'll lose goals And then you become roping You'll lose the hold of the game but I think Hugh's been very critical on them. You know, you're seeing them giving him a bit of slack. You know, who's caring about the last 44 games? I'm not near a computer to look. How many games has Leipzig won away from home in the last 20 games? Or Rosenberg or anybody else? Last night, again, it comes down to on the night, that team, were, they weren't the greatest aside for a Bundesliga side. They were actually OK. For spending £220 million, they wouldn't be frightened. They come to Celtic Park. But last night again, Celtic shot in the, still on the foot because he sloppy defending again. You know, if you look at the two goals, if that happened in an amateur game, you would be absolutely raging. So how can a manager legislate for that kind of defending? Well, you're but saying, you're saying hold on a second, you're saying, that, you're saying that I am being critical of Celtic. You've just said it was amateur defending and uh, that there they go again, losing soft goals. So aren't you being critical? No, but you're talking, I'm talking about the last, you're talking about the last 44 times we've been beaten away from Europe. It doesn't matter if 43 times you get beat one nothing or 10 nothing here. Last night again was, on the night, we shot ourselves in the foot. But what I'm saying is, you keep pointing out that 44 games, Celtic have beaten Europe. What I'm saying to you is, if you look at, I'm, not, and I'm, not, I'm driving just now, so I can't want a computer to tell you, how many games has Leipzig won in the last 10 or 12 away, away from home? No, but- Every side... If you, every side is always stronger at home with a support. And see this thing, I don't buy any hostile atmosphere. How many times will somebody be attacked from a crowd? Unfortunately, we're an instrument in real learning. But overall, I can't believe that teams go to stadiums around the world and they, they, it doesn't raise their game. I can understand you there, how they let themselves down. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that you've been critical saying that in the last 44 times, that Celtic are rotting away from home. But every every European side or every English, you know, you look at some of the, the English teams that have struggled recently, who've spent hundreds of millions, but away from home, they get turned over quite easily. Tony, we're discussing last night's Europa League football involving Celtic and Rangers. What happens to English teams is of no consequence whatsoever. And the reason I mention two wins in 44 away matches is that it's indicative of... Celtic away from home being a soft touch not just under Brendan Rodgers but under Neil Lennon and under Gordon Strachan so they have a problem there that has never been corrected properly and whoever plays in defence for Celtic over the last few years has consistently been found out under pressure I kind of see where Tony's coming from Derek in the sense that of people always and understandably want to look at the bigger picture and, and and maybe to find out if there are bigger problems. But just take last night for instance, when the first cross comes in, Celtic's away record over the past ten years has nothing to do with why Kuasi cannot quite simply just swing his boot at it yeah. and boot the ball clear and clear yeah. the lines. You know, there are individual mistakes. Of course, you're right to mention that perhaps they're happening too often, but you can see why Tony's looking at the. The minute detail, if you like, of last night alone. I I can understand that, but you know something. At times, you can't play pretty football all the time. If you're under pressure a little bit, as as, as you're going to be when you're away from home, 
You clear the ball. You don't try and be too clever at the back, trying little one-twos at the back. You clear it if you're under pressure. You get the ball up the park or you kick it out and then you get back and mark up. Maybe that's what Celtic need to do. Be a, be a wee bit more harder in the last third and, and stop teams coming there. When, where, wherever the ball is, never mind trying to play it out from the back. Get it up the park or get it out the, the stadium, you know, and get yourselves back in the mark again. Everyone has to be demanding. You know, the, Celtic, when they played in the Champions League, I would be the first to say, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. You don't have Barcelona's budget or Man City's budget or PSG's budget. Uh, and then it was said, well, Celtic are Europa League level. That's modern level. Uh, and now uh, they're struggling in the Europa League. So you have to be demanding. Because the thing is, Hugh, Leipzig are a very good side, but it is worth remembering that, that they too made a number of changes. And they perhaps weren't forced into them to quite the same extent that Celtic were. And we can argue all day about... Yeah. Who missed the most players But Leipzig made a, I, I, a whole I, I, host I of changes Le- for the th- game I as well I think Leipzig would have been surprised At the way Celtic played last night I, th- I think they would have thought You know with this Scottish grit and determination yeah. We're going to have to work really hard in this game Because I, th- I think I think uh, the right For 20-25 minutes Celtic were very comfortable There wasn't a problem You're saying well They could even go on and maybe nick a goal here And come away with a victory I, And then you know the, the silly defending happens again I began by saying you have to cut Celtic some slack. You can't be without Brown and uh, Rogic and uh, Forrest and Griffiths. You know, it's cutting a lot out of the side. However, I do think they came up short. You know, when you're looking for players like Kuasi to do a job for you, all right, under yeah. difficult circumstances, but they're coming up short. Yeah, we, we, we talk about the defence, and you're right, and it's the defence that have let them down because that's where the goals are scored. But you're right, when you look forward at the midfield and the forwards, you want to look at their job as well. Because mm. any manager will tell you, you defend from the front. You've got to make sure they don't get through you. And when you get the ball, you try mm. and keep it. And Celtic didn't do that enough going forward. Uh, Brendan Rodgers speaking again today, dismissing claims on social media. Those pesky social media rumours, yes. Hugh Keevans. Uh, that striker Lee Griffiths has gone AWOL. Uh, you may have seen this, these accusations. Well, the striker hasn't featured since before the international break, uh, but Roger says he is in constant contact with the club despite being ill. It's all social media. Yeah, he's in, he hasn't been well. Obviously, he came back from the. Obviously, he'd been not going with the international team, and then he got injured. And then he's been, uh, he's been ill for, for a number of days now. I spoke to Lee uh, when we have been. We, we when we trained at Murrayfield, check in how he was. He's been ill, so he's been kept away from the kept away from the the squad. He's been connecting every day with the with our head physiotherapist Tim. So uh, he probably gets about twenty messages a day off him. So there's certainly no chance you're not connecting with Lee. Uh, and like I say, he's uh, we just want to get him back fit and back into into the squad again. He's away for some more scans today with Tim. So uh, so sometimes the way it is. Social media, it, it, um, there's always a bit of tittle-tattle and then it runs and takes its own life, these, <laughs> these stories. So, um, but no, he's, uh, he's very much in contact with the club. In order to contradict anything that Brendan Rodgers just said there, you would have to call the manager a liar. And I am certainly not going to call Brendan Rodgers or anyone else a liar when I do not know the, the facts of the story. I accept every word that Brendan Rodgers said there at face value uh, and he would not come out with that kind of talk Were it not the truth 01419511025 on the phones We will hear again from Stephen Gerrard Let's get the thoughts first of John Who's a Rangers fan in Hamilton What did you make of it last night John? 
Uh, I think it was. Um, I think to be honest, it's, you're looking at the first three games. They're they're top of the Europa League in terms of the Spartak Moscow, Vienna, Villarreal. So if you'd said that at the start, of it, you would have kind of bitten the hand off it. I think you were being a bit kind of harsh, if I'm honest, at the start in terms of actually. I thought. They'd, I think if you look at where they were last year, and they couldn't even qualify getting past Progress Neighbourhood, and where we are now, I think to be honest, Stephen Gerrard's done a miracle at Rangers. And considering this team haven't played together for less than what is it three or four months, and as I said, I think they've done remarkable. Um, obviously, at times I think we deserve to come away with three points rather than Derek. You're going to say there's about one point, but we dominated the game for about 70, 75 minutes. I think it kind of 50 minutes after the, the second half. So, uh, yeah, I think it obviously a bit frustrating they didn't walk away with the three points, but I think uh, the job that Rangers are doing just yeah. now is remarkable. Because ta- tactically, Spartak got it spot on. You know, they, they came there looking to get a point, slowed the game down. They, their first shot on target, and the ball was hit straight at Alan McGregor, was in, I think, the 75th minute or something. That was the first shot, they, or the only shot that they had on target. They were quite willing just to sit back and play the ball at the back. Maybe, maybe Rangers should have got at them a wee bit more rather than allowing them to have the ball, but... They were delighted after the game. You saw it after the 90 minutes, they were all jumping about. They realised it was a very, very good point for them. They came to do a job and get a point, and it's exactly what they got. John, when you assess the overall picture, you've now had a, a good look at the group, obviously. You've seen all the opposition. You've then seen how they've done against each other. What's your overall feeling right now as to Rangers' chances of qualifying? I think they've got a great chance of qualifying. I think how, how they perform, they've been able to get points from each of the team um, in terms of that, their away record uh, and even just the Europa League and such on that as well. I mean, not undefeated in 11 games, they've beaten Walter Smith's record as well. So I think we've got a great chance. Um, we just need to obviously go away and um, it just really depends on injuries and stuff if we can, if we can keep that going and keep it down and stuff. So, But no, I, I honestly think we've got a great chance. I, I think I think the bonus for them, John, is if Arfield's fit. I, I think Arfield, Arfield is that what is, they were the missing man. last night? I Could think you say so. That? I think so. I think he's the man that pulls the strings. You know, I, I saw him and he, he says he's back training and he feels fit and, and he may well be fit for Sunday. Mm. And if he's fit, I think he's a certainty to play. He gets he's the experienced one who gets players playing around him. As Stephen Gerrard says, it is a sign of how far they've come that they were disappointed last night. He says it's just a bonus to break the record for the longest unbeaten European run in the club's history. Yes, I mean, you know, the players are disappointed in there um, that they haven't took maximum points. And so, you know, that's a positive for me. It, it does show how far we've come. And, we, you know, we can't expect to win every, every single game. We can't expect to just blow teams away, especially teams of this calibre. They've made the change at this club because they're a big club and they expect they have standards themselves where they expect to win and be consistent. And it's because they've got big players and players who cost an awful lot of money of maybe not being hitting it off. So, you know, I said before the game, we have huge respect for this team. And, you know, for us to come here and dominate most of the game, besides probably... 20 minutes the start of the second half is, is very pleasing for me as a manager um, but you know we go away tad frustrated that we haven't took maximum points because we did want that control in the group before we went away very proud of the team uh, in general and obviously to, to find out yesterday that we were if we avoid the defeat you know we do create a bit of history that's always important it's a bonus as far as I'm concerned it's a nice nice thing for, for people to talk about but you know our focus now shifts swiftly to, to Aberdeen at the weekend which is a huge game I hope Celtic and Rangers both go through I wish them every success The pair of them But nothing has been decided yet Rangers next trip is to Moscow Now that's a team who 
Binned their manager The day before they played Rangers And got a point at Ibrook So you have to be wary of them in Moscow Villarreal scoring five goals last night At Ibrook They will still be a, a hot handful mm-hmm. uh, And Rapid Vienna You never know You have to be careful Away ties in Europe You have to be careful Likewise Celtic Leipzig at Celtic Park Everything hinges on that If Celtic lose to Leipzig at Celtic Park Good night I remember we're also on Twitter At Clyde SSB Brendan's a Celtic fan He says Last night was a rerun Of a familiar movie Start well Lose a goal Go to bits Struggle to keep possession Can't get up the park Edward isolated Invite Leipzig on top of us Needs addressing Then he types the words Hugh That always worrying When you see these <laughs> Never thought I'd say this I agree with Hugh Smart boy 0141 Let's hear from you Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans And Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been recapping uh, The draw for Rangers At Ibrox And the defeat for Celtic in Leipzig If you've got any thoughts Opinions Arguments 01419511025 And of course at some point We'll try and turn our attentions To this weekend's action As well Lots to get excited about So give us a call Or tweet us at Clyde SSB David is in Girvan Hi David How you doing guys alright? Yep now, you, you were uh, in Leipzig David uh, I believe Yes Are you home? Uh, I just flew back today It was a good trip uh, I just when you obviously when you first seen that lineup, you would suggest that they were focusing on Sunday. But when I, the first up until Celtic lost the first goal, Leipzig didn't pose much of a threat. Celtic held the, held the ball well. They had a couple of chances in the box. It wasn't a lot, but we cannot we look comfortable. But the stats show that Celtic have got a very weak mentality away in Europe, and it doesn't matter how good and how bad a team is. Celtic just can't find ways to get even give ourselves a chance. Like, I go to the point that when we played that team, Alishkert, in the qualifiers, that team weren't good at all. But we still couldn't get a convincing win over there. Doesn't matter how good and how bad a team is. Celtic just can't find a way to do it away in Europe. I, I will repeat that I think that you have to cut Celtic some slack given the number of automatic first picks who were denied... Brendan Rodgers last night Did Leipzig not also Change their squad Dramatically though Hugh Yeah Is that not worth Mentioning in the same breath I think if you're a team That habitually struggles Away from home in Europe I Celtic It affects do, you more Then it yeah, affects you I take more that Yes uh, But the irony of it is now We've hammered Celtic For their weak Away form in Europe The irony now Is it's all about What happens at Celtic Park mm-hmm. November the 8th uh, When RB Leipzig uh, Go to Celtic Park Celtic in front of 60,000 of their own supporters In the Europa League Not the Champions League Have got to show that they have enough about them To at least leave the group in the melting pot yeah. They have to beat RB Leipzig at Celtic Park If they don't Then there's yeah. no point in telling yourself fairy stories It's over Well you've, got to, you've got to be positive you If they win it they're on the same points as Leipzig And that's all yeah. you're looking for you know, yeah. it's, So you're right it's, it's a must win for them And they know that And that's why they'll get a full house at the game And you would expect Celtic Everybody back from injuries You know their mm. full strength side out You've got the feeling that Celtic will do it there I mean it's not particularly easy to take a step back Hugh 
And look at the bigger picture And say well you know what Lewis Morgan will be better For this experience And Kwasi will be better And Ryan Christie will be better It's an important learning curve And all the rest of it Because that that doesn't really Make you feel any better on the night If you're a Celtic fan like David Who's made the journey over And and you see that result That takes the pressure off him going That's what managers do To try and take it away From the game itself But you're right The likes of Lewis Morgan who probably got pass marks for Celtic He did well You know for the majority of the game I think And of course the likes of Christie there as well It will give them good experience But I think Brendan's got to look at the bigger picture The here and now And the way they played on the night I think Lewis Morgan was one of the positives That Brendan Rodgers was speaking mm-hmm. about earlier on Because Lewis Morgan for me In his first season at Celtic Park Always shows a willingness to take responsibility Whether it's a domestic match League, cup, European he will take it upon himself to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there aren't enough like him. But there's I mean, nothing better, Hugh, when you see a young lad get the ball and he's got pace and he runs yeah. at a fullback. There's nothing better. And that's what he does. Doesn't matter what league he's in or who he's playing against. That's his game and that's what he does. David, what was the feeling like amongst the, the travelling support? Because obviously, you know, sometimes when you're back home, it's a bit easier to just be frustrated. You're, and you guys over there are sort of soaking it up. Was everyone angry, disappointed? I think Realistic. It is, obviously, the atmosphere was still good after the game and stuff, but I think a lot of folk were disappointed was because we went in at half time 2 0 down, and it was two, they get two chances to go, and it's two, it was two cross balls. And at Celtic have been known for that all season. It's caught, they, they very, weirdly enough, they very rarely get split open the good football and play domestically as well. It's cross balls all the time. How many AK Athens home and away cross balls can't defend them at all, and it's just. I think the frustration was Leipzig, they were, de- they were a decent team, yeah, not taking away for that, but they weren't great, if you know what I mean. Like mm. they, they, we, we looked comfortable up until the goal, but then Celtic, when they go a goal down, they just crumble. That's just what it's been like for years. Well, when it gets to Celtic Park on the 8th of November, uh, my mind drifts back to Rosenberg uh, at Celtic Park in the first Europa League group stage match, and it took until three minutes from time. Lee Griffiths header now debatable whether Lee Griffiths will be back for November the 8th and Leipzig's visit to Celtic Park but whoever is playing is going to have to step up to the plate here because this is not an away tie this is not the habitual failings on foreign soil this is Celtic Park this is not the Champions League it's the Europa League and it's still the same 60,000 supporters who will turn up Celtic Cannot fail those supporters on the 8th of November Otherwise Europe will be for other teams and It's also very difficult To predict Hugh Because not only can teams be very different Away from home as, as, as they are at home uh, You know Spartak as we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. I think mentioned that a couple of times they, they left was it seven players behind Because they played Ruben Kazan on Monday yeah. Similarly we talk about Celtics uh, injuries and suspensions Last night we know that Leipzig Had a much changed team as well So it's very difficult to actually mm. Predict w- with any certainty What's going to happen In the no, return no, fixtures if you like yeah. I couldn't predict with any certainty Celtic at home to Leipzig I couldn't predict with any certainty Rangers away to Spartak Moscow Because it's just a difficult place Villarreal scoring five goals last night uh, are clearly in better shape than they were when they drew 2-2 with Rangers earlier on in the group. Everything is in the melting pot. Nothing has been decided. Uh, and players are going to have to step up for Rangers and for Celtic. Mark is a Celtic fan in Hamilton. Thank you to David and Gervin. Mark, what's your 
sort of take from last night then? Um, pretty poor, Gordon. It's it's a kids team we play there. We've got lads like McGregor, Young Morgan. We've got a lad Sham. I don't know whether they're in Sinclair that and the guy Kowasi. They're just you can. I don't even see that young lad, Young Morgan, hmm. making it at Celtic to be quite honest with you. Just too lightweight when you see them playing last night. I've got a right back Gambo, and I used to. I've been going a lot about Michael Lustig, but I can see why he plays there now because that lad as well. Just never a right back in a month for Sundays. You mentioned the first goal. Um, I mean, most you can always pinpoint a couple of areas where it goes wrong, but most people would look at Kwasi for the first goal mm. and his failure to cross the ball uh, to clear the ball, which then catches Bayata off guard and so on. Um, on the other side, Gamboa going diving in, Hugh making yeah. it unbelievably easy for for Leipzig again to get across in. Well, you know, people will look and say, "Well, uh, Brendan Rodgers brought Gamboa to the club, paid over a million pounds to get him, and he's never made any impression at Celtic Park." Kuasi, uh, admittedly, he's still only twenty years old, uh, and therefore you have to cut him some slack. But Celtic paid a, a, a decent fee for Kuasi, uh, and he has never shown that he could be a long-term replacement for Scott Brown. Never at any stage. Uh, I do believe in Lewis Morgan, even if uh, Mark is not of the same opinion. I believe in Morgan. Uh, but people like Ryan Christie on that kind of stage were looking for him to deliver more. Yeah, he's not a kid anymore, no. Ryan Christie. That's no. the difference, yeah. Uh, so but he would be one of the ones that probably got past Mark's hmm? last night, no? Well, even the... the, the the way you said probably you know you, you, I think we're clutching at straws it was a heavyweight task it was a lightweight performance Mark you want to come back in? I, I, I was going to mention the lad Sinclair but we'll just leave it at that with that one <laughs> but I, but I, think, I think the mainstay of, of Celtic's team didn't play well last night the ones you're expecting to go out and do the business it just didn't work mm. for them we're talking about Christie getting past Marks and, and Lewis Morgan the fringe players I mean, but then they had to else, rely on them last night and that was the problem Mark did you say Simonovic there? I'm talk- I said Simonovic but I'm talking about the lad Sinclair he, he must be I don't know what that lad must be thinking when you put, we put a, a team out like that last night and he's sat, still sitting on the bench well he doesn't deserve to play in my estimation you know he's Def- he, oh, you're right Hugh but I'm just saying it's just you can yeah. I don't know why he keeps playing him in the team. That's the most frustrating thing for me. Well, I think if you if you he trying... had some other kid a chance because he's he's finished at Celtic. Well, again, when we get to this January transfer window, uh, there would be a case. I would think if uh, Scott Sinclair could find another club, there would be a case for believing that he's probably done as much as he's ever going to do for Celtic. Magnificent first season. Plenty of goals in his second season without looking as exhilarating as he did the one before. And now, nah, not happening. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Okay, after seven o'clock, we'll look ahead to the League Cup semi-finals and some big games in the league tomorrow as well. What about all these injuries uh, last night for Celtic? How many of them are going to impact the game on Sunday? Uh, and Rangers, Aberdeen, what a rivalry that is. What a game we have on our hands. But before we get to that, Beat the Pundit is up next. Derek and Hugh are standing by and they need someone to play against. If you're up for it tonight, 0141 951 1025 If you want to play Beat the Pundit You have to be quick You only have until the news At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors 
compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnston here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're going to hear from Derek McInnes and Craig Levine. So we can still look back on, on last night as we've been doing, but let's take that and look forward to the big bet Fred Cup semi finals on Sunday as well. A couple of league games in between as well, if that's what tickles your fancy. Um, going to be a busy weekend for us. We're here two o'clock tomorrow, taking you through everything that's going to happen on a Saturday afternoon. And then on Sunday, the big one, Sunday Super Scoreboard is going to be on Clyde 2 from 1 p.m. So remember that. You'll find us on digital radio, the Radio Clyde app, smart speakers, 11.52 a.m. So very easy to find uh, on Clyde 2 on Sunday. Uh, are you just going to stay here on Saturday night, Hugh, just to make sure you're, you're here and raring to go? I'll need to stay here so that you can explain to me what a nap is. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. He thinks, thinks it's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Enough about Hugh Keevens and his apps. It's time for this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Hugh or Derek will be playing tonight. One of them is going to be up against William from Port Glasgow. Hi, how are you tonight, William? Uh, not too bad, Gordon. Yourself? Yeah, can't complain at all. You fancy your chances? Um, yeah, I do actually yeah, I feel pretty confident I've been having a good day So let's oh, see if it continues I like that He's having yeah. a good day And he wants to round it off in style That's fine Heads, it's Hugh Keevens You're up against Tails It is Derek Johnson And it is Tails DJ Up against William From Port Glasgow All the so, best, William uh, DJ, Tails, Derek, get those headphones it. on And we'll give you some Clyde 2 In your ear uh, That way he can't hear What you're saying, William Right, you've got 30 seconds You're going head-to-head Against DJ The secret is You can pass So if you're going to do it Do it quickly Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, let's Good go man. for it. Your time starts now. Who's been named assistant manager at Dundee? Oh, pass. Uh, former Motherwell winger Chris Humphrey has signed for which Lowland League team? Trying Juniors. Did Stevie Clark make more appearances for St Mirren or Chelsea? Chelsea. Who did Celtic beat in the League Cup semis last season? Rangers What was the name of Forfar Athletics Home Park? Station Park Who did Partick Thistle face tomorrow? Pass, sorry Just take a guess, quick Take a guess on that one It's the last question Guess a team Um, Falkirk Okay Right, let me bring DJ back Derek, can you hear me? Yes, I can Right, same set of questions to you Are you ready? Yes Right I thought you were having an asthma attack there Right, you ready? Definitely Yes Who's been named Dundee's assistant manager? Jimmy Boyle Former Motherwell winger Chris Humphrey Has signed for which Lowland League team? Pass Did Stevie Clark make more appearances For St Mirren or Chelsea? Uh, Chelsea Who did Celtic beat in the League Cup semis last season? Hibs What is the name of Forfar Athletics home park? Station Park Who did Partick Thistle face tomorrow? Air United And what nationality is former Hamilton goalkeeper Thomas Cherney? Uh, Bulgarian and, well, <laughs> you Listen I Might be right I don't know what you're laughing I at I doubt it Right William How do you think that went? I think he's Maybe tipped it by a couple of points I think the Hibs one got me Because I've just remembered I'm a Rangers support And we actually lost to Motherwell last season Ah so. <laughs> see So you did Let's go through them then Who's been named yep. Dundee's assistant 
It was Jimmy Boyle Again I've got sympathy For you William Because Hugh Turned round to Derek About four minutes ago While the news was on And went Oh I see Jimmy Boyle As the assistant <laughs> So And I had the questions There's nothing we can do Former Motherwell Take winger Take the point off of <laughs> I'll see what I can do uh, Former Motherwell winger Chris Humphrey Has signed for East Kilbride East Kilbride Retired then came out of retirement To play So 1-0 to Derek Did Stevie Clark Make more appearances For St Mirren Or Chelsea it's Chelsea. Chelsea He's right up there In yeah. Chelsea's all time yeah, appearances yeah. Um, So you both got that 2-1 to Derek It went 3-1 As you quite rightly say William It was Celtic against Hibs In the League Cup semis last year Rangers against Motherwell So 3-1 to Derek You both got the next one Station Park The home of Forfar 4 to Derek 2 to William uh, And then he stretched his lead William He knows his fixtures Derek He likes to have a wee look At the paper on a yeah. Friday uh, Partick Thistle up against Air United tomorrow It didn't matter But Thomas Cherney is Czech Republic. Czech Republic That's where he's from uh, So 5 to Derek 2 to William And uh, the sign ball stays where it is Hard lines William Good effort son ah, No worries good Have effort. a good time anyway Good man That's what we like to hear That was William uh, In Port Glasgow It's 01419511025 And the phones Twitter uh, You'll find us At Clyde SSB Let's Sort of do two things at once Hugh Where we can Bear in mind What happened last night But, but use that to look Forward uh-huh. If you like So um Derek McInnes says he's been impressed by the job Stephen Gerrard's doing at Rangers Says quite simply Aberdeen have to be at the top of their game on Sunday He acknowledges they're used to being at the semi-final stage But says every occasion at Hamden uh, throws up something different What needs to be said, I think Stephen's done a great job there And, and really imposed himself on the club And Rangers have always had big squads in the last few seasons But I think they've got a better squad now, clearly We feel those big performances in us, we feel we can beat anybody on my day, we feel that for us to deliver another cup final appearance for us and give ourselves a chance of silverware, we're going to have to be very strong, uh, not just in possession but out possession, but also that mentality, strong mentality to go there and get the job done. We've passed the stage, well past the stage, I've just been pleased to turn up at these types of games, you know, we've been there often enough now and you know, I know my players and I know how determined they will be to get the job done. So each season's different, each game's different. Um, we have had to beat some very good teams along the way in my time here and we're going to have to do it again to, to get to another final. All this talk about tickets, my word, I think everyone's bored of hearing about tickets, Hugh Keevans. Yeah. Um, but the fact remains, Aberdeen have sold under 10,000 tickets f- for the game. The, the, now that the football is actually here, what impact does that have? Um, it gives the Rangers fans the chance to sing Sell all your tickets You couldn't sell all your tickets Right, okay uh, But I think that the, the, psychology, the psychology of the game, Gordon uh, The tickets come into that as well By Aberdeen's very high standards Under Derek McInnes' manager By those very high standards They have been a severe disappointment this season They have been the best of the rest for four consecutive seasons Celtic have dominated the, the league title Aberdeen have been the second best team Now they're not even in the top six And they are struggling Struggling with their form Struggling to score goals primarily And I, I see them going to Hamden on Sunday As massive underdogs Because Rangers are everything at the moment That Aberdeen are not The bottom line is Rangers under Steven Gerrard Are a club Looking for That Tangible Sign of success That can only come With the winning of a trophy You can boast about The number of consecutive games Without defeat in Europe But nothing has been achieved You can talk 
to you blue in the face about all the improvements that Stephen Gerrard has made and you'd be right but until a trophy is won there is no mm. tangible sign of success that's why I think Rangers will be driven by that on Sunday and I cannot see Aberdeen suddenly going from mediocre form to the kind Der- of form that would beat Rangers Der- at Hampton Derek I've got a scenario that's going to strike fear into the hearts of every Rangers fan Stephen Gerrard He's got the cold on Sunday morning And he phones you and says I can't make it Derek You're in charge Who are you picking up front? How do you solve that riddle that they have with uh, Morelos suspended and Lafferty well, cut Well tied? that's the worry That is the big worry for me Because there, there is not another recognised record Yes Sadiq is the obvious one But he wasn't even in the squad last night You would like to think If he was thinking of playing him That uh, you know you may have given them 10-15 minutes of the game Just to give him game time but it's it's a difficult one for him, and that's my only worry. I think defensively they're looking solid enough in Scotland. Midfield, Varfield comes back, they're looking solid, they can create. I think the two wide men in, in Kent and Morales, you can't move them because they're doing well in Kandace, either wing. Kendace, you mean? Kendace, yeah. I beg your They're doing so well in, in the wide. So for me, it's probably Greske, I think. Greske, well. yeah. He may well get it because he, he when he... Last night uh, when, he, when he was there He played through the middle quite a lot Even the chance that he missed Think about it The cut back And he mm. set it from the centre To the goals So they may well Actually throw him into a situation Like I can't think of anybody else Other than Sadiq himself Maybe the manager is going to fool everybody And say right He's actually doing well in training I'm going to throw him in But I doubt it If he, if he wasn't even in the squad So for me that would, He would be the favourite to play that. Right Rangers fans Give us your solution then To the attacking Selection headache on Sunday Kyle Lafferty is cup-tied Alfredo Morelos is suspended Who do you play up front For Rangers on Sunday? 0141 951 1025 uh, And if you would rather tweet Then we are at Clyde SSB Is is that the type of thing That will give Derek McInnes A, a, a bit of a lift Hugh Evans That he, he knows he's At the very least Not up against Morelos or Lafferty He's in the market For any crumb of comfort He can get Gordon Because he knows that his side have been playing well beneath par and he knows that Rangers are resurgent under Steven Gerrard. So, you know, ordinarily you'd look at a Rangers-Aberdeen game and think, wow, close as can be. But even minus Morelos and Lafferty, I still think Rangers are big favourites. But you know the problem here is, is the height of the Aberdeen players. When you're looking at the Rangers, they're not the biggest side. They are when the likes of Lafferty and Morelos are there. They, they can hold their own, but there's nobody there. And you're looking at McKenna, Considine, you know, Devlin. Wilson, Devlin, you know, you've got lads, big lads there going to attack the ball. That could be the biggest problem for Rangers, I think. On However, Sunday. Derek, I read an amazing quote, for me anyway, an amazing quote from Graham Shinney, the Aberdeen captain, who said, uh, unless Aberdeen really play, bring their A game to Hamden, they could be, to use his word, crucified. By Rangers <laughs> It's hardly a vote of confidence In everyone else mm. uh, So it shows the tentative Frame of mind that Aberdeen are in Based mm. on Mediocre performances And results so far Well but listen you, you can talk about Mediocre performances you, But this is Aberdeen Against Rangers mm. I think There's very little Between them Because Aberdeen Will come out there And it doesn't matter What they've done The last two or three weeks It's Rangers yeah. And that's why it's the disappointment Because the fans The two sets of fans Don't like each other We know that And for Aberdeen only to bring You know Round about 10,000 I, I still cannot believe that But the team Will certainly be at it Full pelt Don't worry about that right. Rangers are going to have to Play well to win Davies and Pollock Davy, No Lafferty No Morelos How do you line up The Rangers attack On Sunday Well I would play Middleton through the middle I think he's strong 
He's quick. And he can score goals, he's proved that. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good shout. Signed a new contract a yeah, tonight, of course. Yeah. Maybe boosted yeah. by that. Oh, Hugh sure. Evans yeah, well, yeah. will be boosted by that. Yeah, but, but you but you, you you raised the point yourself earlier, Gordon, that still McKenna and Devlin uh, at the back there and uh, you know the caller's right to have a, a, a go at who it might be. It could be Middleton, it could be anybody that uh, Stephen Gerrard has in mind. McKenna and Devlin, you have to think, represent solidity. And you know Whoever's chosen Is going to have to get through A, a fairly formidable pair but, but the difference is you, that There's not going to be A lot of high balls Thrown up the middle Because that's yeah. just daft Because of the height difference If you're playing the ball On the ground there You know Middleton's very very quick So is Gresda The two of them are quick on their feet Little turns yeah. can get by centre back So they're going to have to Use the ball on the deck An awful lot If it's going to be And it has to be One of the, the youngsters Or a Gresda Playing through the middle So, so Davey Talk us about through this a bit more than you've got Middleton through the middle and obviously yeah, you're just keeping yeah. Kent and Kandias either side yeah and hopefully that field would play yeah. but see, see if I can make one more point if you don't mind <clears throat> see this season when Stephen Gerrard I mean I'm a Liverpool fan I knew Gerrard would turn it around at Ibrox because he's a born winner and <clears throat> what I think is people who honestly and truly believe that in three and a half months a manager can change a club room he's changed the club room dramatically now, whether he wants a trophy this year or no, I know the Rangers fans want one, but they've got to give this guy time. He's got a four-year contract, and this is his first season, three and a half months into a job, and what a job he's done, let's be honest about it. Because that no-no draw the other night against a class team for Russia is, is a phenomenal result. You know, and unfortunately for Celtic, away to my opinion on the Celtic game, was Celtic had too many injuries. You know, and uh, even though Leipzig played a lot of young kids, they were all class acts, and Celtic just weren't at the races on the night. But hopefully, Celtic can turn that round when they get them the park kid. You know what I mean? The but, thing, but, the yeah, thing but, is, Davey, uh, human nature being what it is, Rangers supporters have spent seven years in misery. They've been to all the Annans, the Stirling Albions, the Peterheads. They've uh, lost a cup tie 3-2 uh, Alloa. At, at Alloa after being two up. So now it's Steven Gerrard, now it's full houses, now it's excitement. They want mm. that tangible sign of success, a trophy. Th- thanks for reminding me of that, Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on Twitter, um, Andrew, Stephen and Ben, they've all got Middleton playing, but they would all like to see Ryan Kent through the middle uh, Dylan says you know struggling for a striker I wouldn't go with Sadiq I'd rather go with Big DJ tell him to get the boots <laughs> listen Dylan it can't be that bad but, I mean I wouldn't play, play Kent in there because I think he's doing fantastic oh, he's on the left okay. you know, to play him the, through the middle yes he, he's probably good enough to play there but no the, keep him where he's strong the, the last like, time Gordon that you played as a, a clip of Stephen Gerrard talking about Sadiq it sounded as if I would get a game before Sadiq would now you're going right Imagine over that. the top now Hugh yeah. come on honestly uh, right, 01419511025 Thank you uh, to Davey in Pollock Let's speak to Kevin uh, in the East End Kevin, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, hello Hello What's happening Derek and Hugh? You tell us Kevin <laughs> uh, You got over I... last night yet? Huh? You got over last night? Aye. Uh, uh, aye. Sorry, I lost my point for a minute there. Don't you worry um, yourself, Kevin. What did you make of the game last night? 
horrendous performance, honestly. But I can see we've done better. Um, like, let me go back to last season where we played Asana and Glasgow. I mean, obviously, I can see there's a better performance with more first team players and the fact that playing at home as well. Um, obviously, there's a better performance on that side of things. But when we're when we're away in UEFA games, it's absolutely ridiculous unless we've got a massive lead. Well, as I say, the irony is it's no longer about away games. It's about two matches at Celtic Park. Mm. They're the really important ones. Looking forward to this weekend then, though, Hugh. How, how does Celtic separate that? Because let's not forget they've been very good, very good in the last two domestic games. So do you think that that's possible where you... You, know, you put the Europa League in its own compartment And get back to, to where they were domestically I have to believe That the nature of this occasion Will fire players up Because yeah. here you have a 60,000 crowd And what's a rugby stadium But a 60,000 crowd 50-50 split If there's one match that Celtic supporters Like to win Other than the game against Rangers It's the game against Hearts Derek speaks about the rivalry between Aberdeen and Rangers Absolutely correct That's the one that Rangers supporters would like to to win most After a Celtic game So they've both been paired with Clubs that they absolutely love to beat And I have to believe that when the Celtic players go out there They will take the game to hearts Because they know it's their domination of Scottish football That's at stake They've had the treble Then it was the double treble They can dream of the treble treble But for the moment, they have all the sweeties in the toy shop and they have to believe that they have to hold on to them and that's why they will be desperate to beat Hearts. On the Rangers' attack for Sunday, Kenny Andrews on Twitter suggesting Kent, Gresda and Candeas interchanging positions. He says, we're going to hear from a very confident Craig Levine mm. next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's time for Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson to go about the full-time teaser. We always set the question about this time every night and we give the guys until the end of the show to try, and that's the key word there, try and come up with the answers. What do I always say? It's the, our weekly trip around our <laughs> ignorance <laughs> If you've got a good question Send it over And we'll try and use it on the show The address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com So tonight's question Has been sent in by Thomas Lemon uh, And he's looking for the 10 players Who have more than 50 Scotland caps But have never played for either side of the old firm So uh, 10 players have more than 50 Scotland caps And have never played for either side of the old firm Alec McLeish yeah. Correct Jim Layton Correct Willie Miller Oh my goodness This is Unheard of Hugh Keevens Three from three To begin Derek Well that was the ones I was going to say Oh was it it's funny that Bonians. Gary McAllister <laughs> oh, The old man's on fire mm-hmm. Four of ten This could be over quicker Than Fletcher. I anticipated Darren Fletcher, Darren Fletcher. Yes Ooh. I'll tell you what You've got half of them already Take yeah. take, take the rest of the night off Okay Let's, let's, uh, let's relax It's all downhill from here uh, Let's hear from Craig Levine He's uh, in confident mood Going into Sunday's game against Celtic Believes they've a good chance of winning He does admit that Celtic are starting to look More like themselves domestically But says his Jambo side are a lot stronger Than they've been in recent years I think we've got a good chance Yeah, 
a good chance. I've never say anything's guaranteed in, in football, you know that, but um, yeah, the players are in, in confident. Our games against Celtic recently have been close. Uh, we have recent experience of winning, and and both teams have got injuries and uh, missing some really good players. So I think we've got a good chance of winning this game. Yeah, yeah they've been fantastic, haven't they? You know, and uh, this season hasn't started quite as well as they have in previous seasons, but they're still in every competition. You know, they're, they're looking like. I mean, I take last night out of it as a different competition, but they look like they're finding their form in the league. Uh, certainly, going in the last couple of performances and, and results. So, you know, I think they're a, they're a really strong side. I just think that we're better. That's my thing that gives me more confidence. What about Celtic squad tomorrow, then, Hugh? Oh. Scott Brown doesn't come back. Lee Griffiths doesn't come back. No. Tom Rogic might. Uh, Flip Benkovic was on the bench the other night, so you'd have to imagine he will. Yep. Um, but Simunovic goes in the opposite direction, you would imagine, is getting a scan, but. I mean, if you're stretched off on, on Thursday, yeah. chances of making Highly the weekend unhealthy. are quite slim. I think everything starts with that area, Gordon. Because if Benkovic, you assume if he was on the bench last night, then he's fit to play yeah. on Sunday. However, if for any reason he misses out, then you're talking about Jack Henry. And so, best ca- best case scenario is is Benkovic and Henry. Jack Henry, yeah, okay. uh, uh, because Christopher Ayer isn't available either. Long term injury. Uh, but so, after suspended of course And everything starts with that Because uh, Your mind goes back to that day When Celtic's long unbeaten run Came to an inglorious end 4 nothing against Hearts In Edinburgh And it was a day to forget For Simonovic And for Boyata They, they were absolutely taken apart uh, So Celtic can't have that But they again Have no option but to play Jack Henry Who is not everyone's idea of a Celtic defender uh, And they wait With fingers crossed To see if Benkovic makes it Because I think he has to Derek, I, I, Is Rogic, the, is the, Rogic the, big, the biggest one that, that Celtic would look for Given the way he's played In the last two domestic yeah, games If he's going to be fit Because he is a big game player We know that He scores goals at vital times And he never lasts 90 minutes We're well aware of that But the 60 or 70 minutes You get from him He's going to create chances and he's one of these men that can score goals from outside the box. We all know that left or right foot bending them in the top corners. He's good at that. But the one that the the one that they're gonna to miss tomorrow with the side that they've got and the and the young lads that are going to be playing at the back is Brown. Because oh. he gives them protection in However, front of them. You know, he stops people going through the middle. He's not there. So that is going to be a big problem for them tomorrow Because Hearts, hearts are on fire They've got players there that have already beaten Celtic So the, it's not a case of, oh, we haven't beaten them before But they've, they've got injuries of their that. own as well, don't they? But they've shown already that they, they on can a, on a positive cope with it front, so far On a positive front, right? Defensively, Celtic are getting found out all over the place So it'll be a real... In Europe, you mean, or well, overall? They, they can get found out domestically as well uh, not been too bad this season But domestically so, they're scoring goals you. That's yeah, the difference That's why I say on a yeah. positive note If Olivier and Sham Plays as he can And did not play As he could last night If he plays as he can If McGregor plays as he can Likewise Forrest Likewise Edouard if he takes chances There is much about the Celtic team And if Rogic plays mm-hmm. So much the better there's much about the Celtic team going forward that if they get on the ball, if they take responsibility, uh, they could have a memorable <laughs> afternoon. So it, it's about who steps up. Uh, Barry's in Barhead. He's a Celtic fan. How how do you see 
Celtic lining up on, on Sunday, Barry, and perhaps dealing with some of these injuries that they've got? Um, well, hi. First of all, hi, panel. Hello. Um, I, I really do hope um, Benkovic and Rogic play. Um, I've, I've said it all along. I've been on the show a couple of times. If, Rod, if Rogic plays, Celtic play. Um, it's as simple as that. You've just already touched on it. He brings, he's, he's you know, he's, he's got fantastic feet for a big guy. He, he makes chances. He scores goals. Um, so I, hopefully the, the the two of them uh, uh, start, um, and you know, Celtic can progress to the final. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, um, if you look at, I'll let you back in on a, on a sec, Barry Rogic's contribution recently. Hugh, I think he's did he set up all of Forest's goals against St. Johnson. I think he yeah. did certainly three of them. I think it was four. And you know it was trademarked on Rogic against Hibs last weekend as well. So that that will be the one that Barry and his fellow Celtic fans will be really keen to see on that that team sheet on Sunday. Yeah, uh, uh, you know you could talk about the St Johnston game and say, well, they were abject, uh, but Celtic were devastating on the day uh, and scored six, and then they scored four against one of the very best teams in the league, Neil Lennon's Hibs. Uh, and could have had six or seven Given the number of times they struck the post And good saves made by the goalkeeper And so on and so forth So as I say If Celtic have Rogic there And Sham plays James Forrest plays If they can strike A certain level of form That they are more than capable of Then it's a magnificent match But you know what you You remind me of Craig Levine With all your ifs there Mm. After the Rangers game I was If we had started better If we didn't gift them two goals If we had a scored that goal If I had my chance again I would I would play exactly the same way And if I That's the game The game's over We but don't the, know how players but, are going to play But you're right I mean, Celtic have got the better players Without a shadow of a doubt but the difference And if they was, play There's every chance they can win the game but, I think that is the bottom the line The difference was That Craig Levine came out with all this stuff After the game yeah. was over you know, and I said at the time, what is he going on about? If you take away the two goal lead, he said at one point, well, what? Uh, but in advance, you have to say that there are occasions when Celtic players turn up and they are scintillating. They were against Rangers when they won 1 0, St Johnston 6 0, Hibbs 4 2. You know, you know, the simple fact, you is on the day. Whoever you're playing against If you play better than him You're going to win the game It's all yeah. about the individual battles All over the pitch And if you win most of them Then you've every chance mm. of winning the game Barry on you go I, I just wanted to see what the panel thought Obviously Celtic had a lot of players out last night But and I'm, I'm not just saying this I, I know Leipzig have spent like 200 million In the past couple of seasons and stuff But I genuinely believe See if Celtic have guys like Rogic Benkovic Forrest Maybe, I don't know, maybe a hard push for Brown to come back into the team. But I genuinely believe that the crowd behind him, I think Celtic can beat Leipzig. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that unless I didn't feel it. Um, we've beaten better teams at home. Yeah. Um, I don't see there's any reason why we can't take three points off them. Um, same with Salzburg. I don't, again, <clears throat> a good team, no doubt a good team, but a, a team that Celtic are capable of beating. Yeah. Um, we, all know, we all know Celtic have had... Uh, difficulties away from home I mean it's Going back to Martin O'Neill days You know Even before then We've never travelled well We've always relied On our home form To get us to where we need Where we want to be And I don't see, I, I really don't see Why we can't 
get out of this group. I, th- I think the difference is, Barry, Celtic know what they have to do. The two games, they're going to have to win them. And I, and I think when you get down to the nitty gritty, I think they're a better side than Leipzig. I, I wasn't all that impressed with Leipzig. They were decent. But up in the first first 25 minutes, you wouldn't have known who the home team was. You know, Celtic just looked so comfortable until the mistakes that are made. I think it's a different game altogether at Celtic Park. I think Celtic will blow them away there. You? I mean, because in the past, Leipzig have been a very good side. I don't think yeah, people yeah. would be too offended if you, if you thought they were a better team than Celtic Listen, overall. You know, you know, Mad City went to Celtic Park and, and couldn't get a win there. So... Um, we know history tells us Barcelona have failed to win there. Celtic have beaten them there. So with 60,000 Celtic supporters behind you, yes, anything is possible. However, they need to lift their European game. The the, the Rosenberg game, if you take the AEK Athens game before that uh, at Celtic Park, poor. Rosenberg, poor until Lee Griffiths popped up with a late goal. Celtic have to take the 60,000 on board, have to work their socks off, have to take their chances. People liking Sham, you know he is such a capable player. He has got to actually show it on the night, and so has Rogic and everyone else. It's there, two home matches, it's there, and if you slip up, it's your fault. You're making short work of Thomas's teaser, so I'll only take one more guess from you each. We're looking for... Uh, the 10 players have more than 50 Scotland caps But have never played for either side of the old firm So guys like Jim Layton, Darren Fletcher, Alex McLeish, Willie Miller, Gary McAllister uh, uh, The good thing about a Friday is you two are incapable of cheating No offence, but you don't. You, you, you just are incapable <laughs> too, there's, there's, too dumb to cheat There's no way you could have googled this You don't have that, I mean your no. Nokia certainly <laughs> doesn't Derek couldn't do it quick enough Um but the only thing that would make me suspicious If it wasn't you two Is you've got them all in perfect order so far oh. You've got the top five Which is just well, I've, quite I've remarkable I've two down Can I go, go on then? Go on Alan Hansen and Archie Gemmell Yes They're both Ooh. wrong oh. <laughs> Good guess though Normal service guess. has resumed Thanks for coming Dad, You're welcome uh, <laughs> Hugh any from you? Um. I mean in, in your own time I know, I know, and it will be in my own time You can see that As soon as I can think of a name, I'll give you one Right, okay uh, John <laughs> is <laughs> uh, John is a Rangers fan from Shots Give us your thoughts, John, on, on, on what Rangers do up front on Sunday Hi there, panel, how are you all Hi, doing? Hi, John Yeah, good, good. thanks uh, A wee thought, uh, I had in my own there uh, What about playing uh, Ojaria up top? He's tall, he's good with the ball at his feet and he can certainly hold it up as well. And we all know he's a bit skillful and hopefully mm-hmm. get the best of him. He's scored a couple of goals so far. And he's a bit taller than the likes of your Kent, your Candice and uh, Gracia. Middleton. Middleton as well. So how's that for a little bit of a thought? I mean, it's a thought and you're right. And it's a good shout from it. But I'm looking for a forward-thinking player. Jerry does well in midfield. Sometimes he gets forward. He scored a couple of goals, to be fair to him. But I think you're needing somebody sharp in and around two big lads because Jerry's not great in the air. So they're, they're not going to throw a lot of high balls up to him. What they're going to have to do is you need somebody up there that's going to hold it up or even turn players when it comes to you. So he's got to be relatively sharp, I think. That's why I would go for one of the wingers to play through there. What about um, Oh sorry on you go John Sorry 
in his last few games, he has showed that I, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm at Ibrox mm-hmm. every week. I've, I'm on the away scheme as well. So I go to the majority of the away games as well. Sure. Uh, I, I watch them closely week in, week out. I play football myself, so I'm, I'm very interested. I keep an eye out on the players that I think have got potential there to be, uh, as you would say, world class and go on and go places. Uh, with Ajari, he has shown that he's got that skill. He's Good with the ball at his feet, he's quick and he can, can turn players. Yeah, because he, he, to be fair, he, he gets a wee bit of time in the middle of the park to do that. When you're up front and you've got two big lads in and around you all the time, it's a wee bit different. But you know, yeah. but it's a fair shout. You know, you made a good point. You made a good point. I was just thinking as well, it frees the midfield up, it frees Koulibaly to go into where a Jarrier goes. That's a more comfortable position for him. Yeah, and, you, and, you've, and you've, room, you've room for Jack and Arfield then. Jack and Arfield or yeah. Jack and Ross that are yeah. players you're sitting yeah. midfielders which would be a better combination yeah it's a, cre- it's no, a creative sure. solution I yeah. like that it's not yeah, one sure. I've heard yet no, I'm happy with that sure. John and Shot so 141951025 probably still time to get involved in the discussion we're at Clyde SSB um, on Twitter as well let me take a quick look anything worth sharing um, did John Robertson no. get 50 caps Oh, he did not So yeah, mm. we're back on the teaser Thomas sent the question in uh, Just a reminder If you do have a question Send it over to us please Full time at Clyde1.com That's what Thomas did tonight The 10 players Who have more than 50 Scotland caps But have never played For either side Of the old firm Jim Layton Darren Fletcher Alex McLeish Willie Miller Gary McAllister Bruce Rioch no. Nope <sighs> David Neri Nope yeah. We'll get the answers To the teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. We are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan. What a weekend it is going to be. We've got some uh, a couple of fixtures in the league tomorrow, of course, as Derek Johnson was talking about at the top of the show. Um, we've got the likes of Kilmarnock up against Hamilton and St Johnston St Mirren we'll also be focusing on some of the good games in the championship as well and then on Sunday the, ga- the day we've all been waiting for it feels like this day's been in the diary for ages with <laughs> all ticketless the, Sunday ticketless with, Sunday with all, this, all the nonsense about tickets and stadia and all the rest of it well we're back on Sunday's Super Scoreboard from 1pm you can get us on Clyde 1 and Clyde 2 on Sunday uh, Because of course We're here for the long haul 1 until 7 Hugh Keevans yeah. Past your bedtime Oh, Going to need to get your jammies And Horlicks brought down To the <laughs> studio For the 7 o'clock finish I'm so looking forward to it though Gordon uh, I, I just think that The, the Murrayfield game Has the, the chance to be an epic uh, Craig Levine and Hearts Really fancy the job here uh, Celtic do not want to relinquish any trophy that they have held for the last two seasons. So important to Brendan Rodgers and the Celtic supporters. So, a, a potential epic. How are you getting on with the teaser before we look ahead to some of the league games tomorrow? Remember, you're looking for the 10 players who have more than 50 Scotland caps, but they've never played for either half of the old firm. You've got Leighton, Fletcher, McLeish, Miller, McAllister. Anymore? Joe Jordan Yes he's got 52 caps Dennis Law Yes he's got 55 caps I'm done and I'm going to throw another one uh-huh. Isa Hartford No oh. So you've got three to get uh, Let's hear from Oren Kearney shall we Battle of the Saints tomorrow I think it's always said you learn a huge amount more about people When they lose a game than you do when they win games And I think we've learned a huge amount in the last couple of weeks But as a group and as a club And, and for all the progress that's been made in the last couple of weeks I do feel 
we're coming close to that position now where we're ready to go and, and, and make that step and start picking up points. Yeah, yeah, I know Tommy well from, from back home and obviously my early days of, of management I would have come against him regularly before he came across here. So know him well, yeah, no, I've been in contact. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. We were up at a reserve game there um, and a good chat with him for 15 or 20 minutes. The job that he's done there has been, as you say, it's been it's been fantastic and the ability to, to work on the, on the budget that he has um, they've had European football, I think, a couple of seasons as well, and and the way he's gone about his business and done that quiet and unassuming has has been brilliant, and it's absolutely the benchmark and absolutely the direction you know that we, that we would like to go. You know, you talk about the the two Betfred Cup semi final ties; they would be anyone's idea of icing on the cake. This is real high profile Scottish football, but now we're into bread and butter mm. on the Saturday because St Mirren desperately need points, and Hamilton. Kilmarnock desperately need points and Martin Canning who seems to be the perpetual whipping boy for the Aki's fans uh, what a day it is for him and for Oren Kearney because he started off with the, the draw against Celtic goalless though it may have been and nothing's gone right since then so it's a huge afternoon for Oren Kearney and for Martin Cannon. And you know Kilmarnock You look at them They're a goal down At St Myrne last week And you know that, and they've got that energy And everything else To come back And win games So even they don't have to Score first They know they can come back And St Johnston Fine victory at Motherwell Last week mm-hmm. The late goal 2-1 They're a wee bit up and down St Johnston It just depends on How, how they play on the day But two very very important games That's for sure uh, And then of course Hugh Keevans The it's a big week ahead as well. If, if St Mirren could win that, they then play oh. Motherwell, who, who are in and around there as well. But yeah. Motherwell not playing tomorrow. You know the, the psychological pressure that that could put on if St Mirren go into that game on the back of three points. So yeah. there's a bigger picture here. Well, I give St Johnston all the credit in the world because Celtic dissected them. They took them apart. They took a scalpel to them and won six nil. And then the next game, St Johnston had the the strength of mind. To get the, the the win You know you can Argue about the goal All day long They got the win The points are in the bag So At home It's a real difficult one For St Mirren And Kilmarnock I'm just looking at Kelly Hugh I mean mm. if they win tomorrow Do they must go up A couple of places surely Because there's not many points Separating them Well remember you know, they, the top. they were one of the four Teams who could have gone top yeah, on Saturday yeah, yeah. there, but of course Hearts won anyway. Uh, I mean, Kilmarnock are on 19 points as are Celtic, so they they, they could they will have Celtic, but yeah. obviously they're still six points behind um, Hearts at the moment who've played a game more. Ian is in Hamilton. What's your point tonight, Ian? Hello, Hello Ian. Hello. We've got you, Ian. What's your point tonight? Uh, my point is uh, it's just about uh, Morelos. Yes. Uh, I feel as if. Uh, no, he's got the potential to be a really good player, but he's. Uh, I think he, I think he brings a lot of things on to himself, you know. Well, I suppose, uh, as yeah. regards, uh, no, like uh, sort of uh, stupid things, no, like, uh, elbowing and getting into wee stramashes with people he doesn't need to mm. do it. With, players, know? players bring things upon themselves. You're right. And, and ages, the, the ages, timing is is important for this yeah. one, Hugh, because he's obviously suspended. Yeah, at the weekend. Age is unimportant, though. You know, I, I know we always say that the young are always daft. And excuse by, me, by and large, they are. But uh, <laughs> Dedrick Boyata will miss Celtic semi final at Murrayfield because of an, a piece of absolutely 
raving stupidity against the St Johnston at McDermott Park. So players do, the red mist descends, they do bring things upon themselves. Age is neither here nor there. The young ones do it, the old ones do it. They're all daft. The, the, the problem is he's not an experienced player, Morales. I mean, he's 21 years of age. And the easiest thing, if I was a centre-half playing against him, I would annoy him. I would be pulling his shirt and, and giving him a wee elbow here and there because you know he's going to react to that. I mean, no doubt whatsoever that the manager has spoke to him and said, look, I know you don't like people doing that to you, but we're in Scotland. You just cannot lift your hands. You can't put your head towards him. You can't do anything. You're no use to us sitting in the stand. Mm. So I think he's going to have to keep at uh, Alfredo just to say to him, look, they're going to annoy you centre-backs, but the best way to stop them annoying you is by putting the ball in the back of the net. Ian, what's your score prediction then for Sunday? Uh, I think Rangers will win uh, easily without Morelos but I really think he could be like a twenty-five million pound player if uh, he just uh, stopped all the uh, histrionics basically. Hugh, does the absence of of Lafferty Morelos is the is the impact lessened because there seems to be a feeling that Aberdeen are not playing that well? Uh-huh. I mean, for instance. And I know I'm stating the obvious here If Rangers have been drawn against Celtic And you get into that without Morelos or Lafferty well, yeah. You know, the phones would have been jammed Yeah, But it, there is, And I'm not saying this is accurate But there seems to be a feeling that Rangers Amongst the Rangers fans Can handle Aberdeen without them I believe that's the case And we'll find out on Sunday Yeah, as it, I've been uh, Derek McInnes for four years Has done a marvellous job for Aberdeen And now is the first blip they are not in the top six currently. They are not scoring goals. The arrival of James Wilson uh, from Manchester United, everyone thought, wow, what a capture. Uh, he has so far failed to, to do anything above the ordinary. A, to be fair, he's not had a, a huge run in the team yet, yeah, but I take no, your point. But you know, th- he's not going to strike terror into the hearts of the Rangers supporters. Uh, so, yes... Derek McInnes will look at the loss of Lafferty and Morelos for Rangers and think, well, that's a help. But I just don't think that he has the players who can uh, do enough on their own for Aberdeen. And Derek, good day in the Championship tomorrow as well. Gary Caldwell at home against Air United have been fantastic at times. Yeah, Ian McCall yeah. going back there mm. uh, to the Energy Check Stadium. That That's... That's a cracking fixture as well I mean there are a few others but Here did the double on over Partick Thistle didn't you Mm -hmm. And they're a very very good side area United I mean that is a game But Thistle have got to get to grips You know they're the big club And it's hard for them Because they'd be one of the favourites to come up You know before a ball was kicked They're struggling there at the bottom They've got a new manager in It's like everything else You hear everybody saying it The players that may be out of favour All of a sudden They're all in the same boat now You've got to impress the manager And tomorrow I would expect And I think Partick Thistle will win tomorrow Because I think the manager Will be talking to them all week If you want to be in my side You've got to show me You deserve to be there So I think the effort Will definitely be there And if they get the first goal I think Thistle will go in And win the air, game Air have been showered With praise And justifiably so Ian McCall as manager Lauren Shankland For his goal scoring exploits But they lost last weekend There was a dent In the confidence last weekend Interesting to see How they respond to that Because they are they are capable of beating Partick Thistle yeah. at Fair Hill. Let's try and finish the teaser. Ten players who have more than 50 Scotland caps but have never played for either side of the old firm. You're doing quite well. You've got Jim Layton, Darren Fletcher, Alex McLeish, Willie Miller, Gary McAllister, Dennis Law, 
and Joe Jordan, which means you've got three to get. Nah, we need Scoobies, I think. I don't think you do. We do. Honestly, we I'm looking think. at some of the names. I can't think. Give us a small clue. Take uh, initials. <laughs> Dundee United. Stark. No, the other one. Neary. The other one. Keep going. Synonymous with Dundee United, this guy. Malpass. Yes. Malpass, of course. Morris Malpass, 55 caps. Uh, never played for Celtic or Rangers. So that means two to get. One's got 54 caps, one's got 53. Not that that makes much difference to you. Um, Quick, we close. His initials, his, his first name and his second name begin with the same letter B. But. Oh. Billy Bremner Billy, Billy Bremner Of course And the, the last one This guy pops up on the teasers From time to time And I always use the same clue Always use You can never get him And I always use the, the same clue. clue And it's always particularly to Hugh Keevans I say Hugh He's from about here Oh Asa Hartford no, no no no, no Gallagher. The other one. Kevin Gallagher Kevin Gallagher oh, Sorry yeah. Kev <laughs> Kevin Gallagher There we go Thank you to Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Don't forget we are here Tomorrow from 2 o'clock Going through all the Saturday afternoon action And looking ahead to Sunday In the Betfred Cup semis When we will be back on air As well at 1 o'clock In the meantime Stay right where you are Your weekend can truly get started In the company of GBX Fridays One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.